Hey, 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 what's up? So, how you doing? I'm going to do this like this. How's it going, people? So, I have read 46 books since 2019. Um, 43 books last year and counting more this year already. So, we're going to be talking about the best books I've read in these past three years. And let's get right into it. So first of all, I'm not going to include a book on the list that I talked about in the previous episodes, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, because that is a different category of its own. That's like a first book you should read, really influential, much, in fact, more so than the other ones. But I put that one separate because that was the first one. And these ones come afterwards. So let's get into it straight away. Number one on this list is Atomic Habits by James Clare. Now, Atomic Habits is a book that teaches you how to reshape your habits. And what he, the, the principle of this book basically is that you will not change a habit until you change the environment. If you change the environment around you, the habits will change. What I mean is that if you have cookies in your house and you want to stop eating junk food, get rid of all the cookies in your house and you will be less tempted to go buy junk food so you eat less junk food if you have um if you have um one million naira and you do not really want to spend one million naira take that one million naira and put it into a bond account an account that you can't see or you can invest it that it's not you can't touch it for like a year or two and then you will be much less likely to spend that money or try and redraw it and if you just kept it in your current account where you have all these needs and things to buy in your daily life. That kind of stuff. So Atomic Habits is a great book to read. It kind of encourages you to learn good habits. And the, the, the secret I learned about it is really how to change my environment, how to modify my environment in such a way that I know that I am not going to fail in my habits. So set up myself for success, basically. So the next one that comes on my list is I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons by Kevin Hart. Bro, this book is hilarious. There's some rated stuff in there, but this book is hilarious. Like, this book talks about his life, how he got started in comedy, and how he was a failure initially. But Kevin Hart is funny. And at least this book is more PG. No, no, PG is not the right word. It's more more friendly than than his actual shows where he talks very a lot of profanity. But this is, this is a bit better, but it's still, it's still not completely out of the woods. But it's a great book to read if you, if you can filter through it all. So, um, I go on to the next one on my list. It's Born a Crime. Stories of South African Childhood by Trevor Noah. Now, this book is sensational because this is actually the first book by a South African author that I've actually read. And the first book by an African author that has been acclaimed as much as it has been in first-person stories. Like um, all the other people, um, Chimamanda, Dichie, Wallace Shrinka, all these people, they wrote stories about uh, about stories. They wrote stories. This guy is talking about his life, and it receives so much positive acclaim. And it's so so some really funny and terrible stories at the same time. It's like all the best mixes in the world, and you can relate to that. So check out his book, Born a Crime. And next one on my list, number four, is Am I There Yet? The Loop, The Loop, Zigzagging Journey to Adulthood by Mary Andrew. Bruh, if there's one book for someone in who is adulting, like in between adults' age and, and, and youth and childhood, bro, this is the book you should read because this book, it's so relatable. It's so relatable. It talks about how 
this lady had to struggle with a lot of things in her life. She tried so many different jobs, from bartending to moving to a different city. So many things she tried. She had to try serving coffee, serving donuts, whatever she did. She had to try so many things before she found her, her particular spot. It's just a chronicle through life and shows that life doesn't have to be linear. Zigzags, go forward, go backwards, up and left and right. This book just summarizes her life and ours too by telling us it's okay to not be exactly where we want to be and it's okay to not be the forefront all the time. Okay, our next book was one that was recommended to me by my man Karen, one of my friends. And he told me about this book. I was skeptical. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. But the book is The 4-Hour Workweek. After I read it, I was like, yeah, I see why he told me to go read this book. This book is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a mind shift, basically. It says that you can work for four hours in a week and still earn enough to leave to live in any part of the world you want. In other words, you don't even have to own a house. You can just travel around the world, work from home where you are, and just for four hours a week, you could make billions, basically. You could make a lot of money. And this is actually very practical in terms of um, if you live in America, if you live in other countries. It's not as practical if you live in Nigeria or maybe some other African countries. But what is practical is the lessons you can learn. It's a paradigm shift that you don't have to work as many hours as you do to do the same thing. There are better ways to do things. You can outsource some things and you can make your life easier. So I recommend this book highly, The 4-Hour Workweek. The next one on my list is Why Suffering by Ravi Zacharias. Zacharias, yeah, that's his name, Ravi Zacharias. Now, I hadn't really thought about this author at all until I had a very big loss in my life, until I lost my dad. And one of my friends, Pasifanyo, sent me this book to read, and I'm really glad he did. Why Suffering? It chronicles the different, um, the different answers, the different questions people pose about God's existence in relation to suffering. Why does suffering exist? And if God is all loving and all caring, why does, is there evil in the world? Now, this book is a very theological, philosophical book, but it's deep, and I recommend that you read it because it answers some of the deepest questions in life. One of the very important functions i got here is this people say that if god is all good and all knowing why can't he just remove all the evil in the world if jesus exists let's go there if jesus is real like what what makes him god like why can't he just you just take away all the evil why doesn't he take, take away all the gunshots all all, all, the, all the, the rapes all the killings children killings the kidnappings why doesn't he take away all the earthquakes the truth is that in this from this book and you know, my understanding now is that all these things are all integral to the earth. In other words, they're a fallen world caused by sin. But you make the, the horrid assumption that if all these things did not exist, if suffering did not exist, you will be who you are today. And it's a very perfect example in my life. I'm a second child, second and last child, the baby of the house and the second child of the house. Same time. And I... I'm actually supposed to be the third child because my mom was supposed to have another child before me and she had a miscarriage. Now, she says that that was a very painful time in her life with the miscarriage. And the beauty about the whole thing is that my parents just wanted two kids. And if, especially my dad, if my, my sibling had been born, then I would never have been. So her suffering of going through that period of um, the pain of losing a child, um, an unborn child, translated into, into having me into this world and i'm sure you wouldn't want me to disappear because you listen to this episode right now so 
All these small pains we go through in this life, they are necessary to make us who we are. Without these pains, we are not who we are. Without the pains of losing my dad, I am not the toyer that you're listening to today. Without the pains of going through life, you are not the you that you are now. So these sufferings and these pains make our lives. They are integral to, to form us who we are called to be. Okay, so let's move on to another book, another spiritual book, The Secrets of the Sacred Place. Now, I really recommend this book. This book is a chronicle into how to get closer to the Lord, how to draw closer in prayer, and how to have a communion relationship with Him. The whole idea in this book is that we spend so much time in the outdoors talking about different things, about prayer and everything, but we, de- we, we rarely even get to the point where we're actually doing this. If you're not spiritual or you're not a Christian or anything, Bear with me, I'm going to get to more interesting books later on in this list, but this is important that I just share this a bit with you. The truth is that many Christians, they make this big mistake. They don't talk to to their friends about the truth about heaven and hell. And it's not because they don't care about where you go to, whether you go to hell or not. It's just that you don't know how to present these issues. They don't know how to, to tell you like, hey... I believe that Jesus came and died because we all have sins. I am a sinner. You are a sinner because all of us were born into sin. Like I, there's no way. Like you, have you stolen before? Have you lied before? Have you have you um, thought about somebody of the opposite sex or maybe the same sex in a way that it's not godly in a sexual way? And in in other words, if you have thought about that, and you've already committed fornication and adultery in your heart. Have you have you stolen? Have you taken like some piece of meat from the pot or something else? If you have sinned at all, you are condemned. And there's no one who is good. You can say, I'm a good person. Oh, I have a good standard. But compared to the to Christ, there is no, there's no one, there's no standard of good. Everyone who has sinned is considered to be a lawbreaker and deserving of death to be thrown to hell. But that's when Jesus came, gave his life on the cross that we might have life. In other words, if we accept his sacrifice on the cross, we are re- re- redeemed. We are, he has, he has imputed his righteousness on us so the righteousness the goodness we see is not our goodness but christ's and what he did on the cross on us like a new garment so we are basically using his passports in a way to not show our own good works but show what he did on the cross and that covers us from all our sins that's the story of the gospel and now if you didn't know now you know and let's get back into this, The Secret of a Sacred Place. So a really good book. I recommend you check it out. The next one in this book is Why They Stay. Again, another spiritual book. But this book is actually for those who are interested in understanding the why many people leave church after they grow up. If you have left church, you might be interested in checking out this book, Why They Stay, Why They Stray. You might find some things you resonate with here. And it's for the next generation of leaders to look into this book and fix some things that are wrong in the modern day church buildings, church places. Okay. Let's move on to some interesting book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Now, this book is exceptionally good. It teaches you how to negotiate. This guy is an ex-FBI negotiator. And by reason of his pedigree as an FBI hostage negotiator, you know, this book is packed with a lot of stuff. Like, I've been using this, this concept. Like, Nigeria, in case you don't know, we have a lot of haggling. So, learning these techniques from negotiation... Never split the difference. I have been killing it on some negotiations recently. I mean, maybe, I hope I, I do better, but I'm doing a, a, good, a, a lot better job than before I got into learning about negotiations. Yes, I knew about negotiations, but this book breaks it down in such a way that it's a system, right? The system they had to build. And you know it works because these guys, if they had failed in this their system they built, people's lives are at stake. So they built a system out of necessity, and this is what he's sharing with us in his book. Chris Voss, excellent author. Check his book out. And the last on our list for today is Flashes of Thought by Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum. This is the, 
the prime minister or the MR for um, I think MR is, is the appropriate word for Dubai. Um, and we think that Dubai is actually a country. It actually, isn't <laughs> the United Arab Emirates? That's that's the country. Um, but Dubai is leading the world in so many regards. And this guy, he's a visionary. I loved listening to his book. Initially, I, I, I was skeptical about the book because this guy is from Middle East. And I'm like, okay, what does this guy have to say about leadership? But then I got curious. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll read your book. And, wow, I was blown away. I was rec recommended this book by one of my mentors. And I really was, really was impressed. The goals Dubai has for the future, like when they were building the tallest, the, the caliph, um, they, they, they were like, okay, why don't we just make it a regular building? But he's like, what is the point of making a regular building? If we're going to do anything, let's make it the best, the biggest around the world. People were like, it's going to cost too much money. But the cost it has covered in terms of the pride of a nation, knowing that they had the, the, one of the most beautiful and biggest buildings in the world, is enough to cover everything. And then, of course, tourism and other things. So this guy's a visionary. Check out his books. So these books, I hope they go well with you. If you've checked them out, if you need some more recommendations, hit me up and I will do that for ya. Get you some more books to read. I'm always consistently reading. And by the way, if you have any special book recommendations that you want me to check out, please let me know on Instagram at I-T-S-E-O-B-A. I'm down to check out these books and if I can read them, I will do so. And hopefully they turn out good. Okay. Take care. That's another episode. God bless. See you later.